rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 61 of the Cosmic Force. And on tonight's show, it is a writer spotlight, and we are talking about none other than Greg Pak tonight. We also have a extra large uh, weekly pull list and a special guest for everybody tonight, uh, filling in as our co-producer, I guess you could say. So let's go ahead and get into it tonight, and let's go over to where and start introducing our guests, where we always do. Emma. How are we doing tonight, and who is our special co-producer tonight? Hey, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, sorry for the little delay. Um, my shift start, like ended like an hour ago, so I had to rush to get home and get some food in me. Anyways, uh, we do have a special guest co-producer tonight. Um, we are dog-sitting for my uh, cousin's dog for a week, and she wanted to make her... Uh, podcast debut with us tonight. Her name is Ivy. She's a Jack Russell rat terrier mix. Ivy, say hello. <laughs> She's like, uh, what She's a, like, I don't know. What, what am I doing? She's sleepy. Yeah, she's Aww. a little sleepy, but um, yeah, she's uh, she's fun, and um, she's gonna have so much fun tonight. I think she's gonna be a good helper. <laughs> good. All right, absolutely. Yeah, so so make sure we Aww. hit the right but we hit the right buttons and the right cues, uh, and and yes, I want I want to make all it. the transi- make sure all the transitions are good. Okay, she's got no she's got, she's got no interest in that. So all right, no interest. Let's go over to our <laughs> other uh, host tonight, uh, Caleb. I believe you said you had a brand new shirt uh, for the for, for the audience tonight. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, this is the first time I've actually worn wearing it. She uh, it's hot off the presses. And it's uh, it's really good that we got this with the uh, Vader and his to- Stormtrooper legions tonight. Uh, yeah, again, this is the handiwork for my wife. She's actually right out now in Joanne's trying to get more fabric sh- so she can make the uh, matching one for herself. Uh, so, yeah, one. this is uh, another great one for my collection. I'll probably be wearing it around a show a lot more often. Pretty much any time we talk Empire, I'll have a... Uh, go-to uh shirt for this i really do like you were mentioning the green as that that mm. that complimented color i do i do like that it looks that, that that looks nice yeah we were walking around the store and i was thinking okay like a red for like the blaster fire and the and the lightsaber but i don't know i then i was re- reminded of like the uh tie fighter yeah laser. absolutely yeah, yeah there you go like, that for some reason that just spoke to me more so hence the green i love it i love it love it all right, well, if you're joining us live for the first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. But if you can't join us live, that is okay, because we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are also a part of the Utini Podcast Network of Shows and a Discord channel at Utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels and topics to talk about. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at Patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini Podcast Network of Shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. So, as I said at the top of the show, we have a jam-packed weekly pull list this week. Um, I feel like, guys, it's been over a month since we've had this many comics. Oh, easily, yeah. All this many at all at one time. Not even for. I feel like this is more than we had on May the fourth. Yeah, this is. It is. Yeah, it is quite a bit. So uh, it's like all the delays lined up to uh, culminate right at this date. It's like they knew. "Ah, So crazy. It's like they knew we were done with Kenobi, and they're like, "We need. We we need that Star Wars to, to fill that void." So like here, here's all your comics, all 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 in one day. So let's go ahead and get right into it, and we start with uh, a very. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to where where this book has gone. But Doctor Afra, number twenty one, subtitled Desperate Measures. Uh, the writer is Alyssa Wong. The artist is uh, Minkyu Jung, and the A cover is by W. Scott Forbes, and the letter is Joe Karamanga. Uh, this has been an exciting book. Um, uh, I, 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 as I will talk about when we get to what we've been reading, I just got caught up on this, uh, this week. So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, now is this the end of the arc 
or is there still like one more arc in, uh, issue in this arc slash volume? Let's see, we're on issue twenty-one. We might have one additional uh, additional book. I have not read this one yet, so I cannot tell tell you okay. for certain. I have not either. So, um, but uh-huh. usually, I mean, if we're talking, I know it's usually six arcs are usually six runs. or seven six or seven issues. So I don't know. We might have one. We might have one after this. So. All right, next up, we have Darth Vader number 24, subtitled Old Friends, written by none other than Greg Puck, pencils by Marco Castillo, A cover is by Paul Renald, colorist is Carlos Lopez, and the letter is, again, Joe Caramanga. We follow that up with Han Solo and Chewbacca number 3, subtitled The Crystal Run, part 3, writer is Mark Guggenheim, pencils are David Messina, A cover is by Phil Noto, colorist is Alex Sinclair, and the letter is, again, Joe Caramanga. As we keep going, we also have Obi-Wan number two, subtitle A Shadow Falls on the Padawan. That sounds interesting. Writer is Christopher Cantwell. Yes. Pencils are is Luke Ross. A cover is also by Phil Noto. Colorist is Nolan Woodward. And letters, again, you guessed it, Joe Caramanga. And last but not least, uh, the Legends Epic Collection comes out today. The subtitle Tales of the Jedi Volume 2. Uh, the writer here is Kevin J. Anderson and Tom Veach. Uh, a cover is by Dave Dorman, and art is by various authors, because this is uh, quite a hefty book, so there's going to be quite a, quite a few artists in there. So all the links will be down. They're not down there yet, uh, but they will be down in the, in, in the bottom of this video uh, by, you know, before long. Um, but yeah, it is a very full uh, lit pull list this week. Uh, I think yeah. highlights, at least in the Discord, have been Han Solo and Chewbacca number three uh, and, and, and Afra. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, <laughs> I kind of thought when you were talking, it, when, when you were uh, listing off the different comics, I was like, hey, we're getting new Obi-Wan content this week, guys. And we're all like, uh... not what we want, but it's it's still very, very yeah. good. Well, it is kind of what we want, but it's well, know, we want more it's... Obi-Wan TV. We want more you and McGregor. Let's let, let's exactly. I mean, we're not going to shy around that. We obviously so, love uh, the comics. season <clears throat> season two win. I don't. I'm, I'm okay. Yes, I'm okay without without it. It's good. It's. It, it, I'm okay without I, it, but I, I wouldn't be to, mad if it happens. I, like. I think I heard it best. I can't wait for season. Maybe in season two, it'll finally happen. Like dealing with like an older Luke as he like tries to train him to be a Jedi, and they confront uh, Darth Vader again on some sort of like Imperial super weapon. You know what? Maybe even like that super weapon is like maybe uh, <clears throat> a space station. It's not a moon, Ooh, but it's more of like a space station. Yeah, I don't know if make them that big. Uh, I don't know. Not gonna lie, I was zoning for a second, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a good idea." <laughs> yes, it is a good idea. Yes. All right, Caleb. I wonder why. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into what we're loving this week with our community uh, art <clears throat> submission. Absolutely, we have a, a we have a perfect one here. We actually, I'm I'm proud of our Discord. I will shout out everyone. They did a great yes. job. We actually had to have a, a kind of a vote and decide about it. But this one came from. Obi-Wan uh, Konobi, uh, our community submission. This one was from Dr. Afra, 17 run, issue number 16. Uh, the OD artist was Emilio Lasek, and Rochelle Rosenberg did the coloring. Uh, it's uh, it's our favorite dysfunctional couple, uh, Afra and Tolvin's very first kiss. Uh, we're, uh, we, we, there's a lot of really good art here, Blue Side, that we should uh, go for this one in honor of it just being the last uh, kind of week of Pride Month. So we wanted to, uh, you know, uh, celebrate that sort of diversity. And it was just a really, like, dynamic, explosive sort of page. Like, they, they knew this was important, so they made this, like, that's the entirety of the page, is that kiss there, as they're being, uh, if I remember correctly, they're about to be crushed by some alien uh, creature that's rampaging across a fungal moon. Yeah. Uh, I remember, like, if somebody was to say, like, oh, um, do you remember Afra and Tolvin's first kiss? I'd be able to, like, draw this picture in my mind. <laughs> like, that's that's how, I mean, that's how, like, iconic I feel like it is in Star Wars comics. So, it, yeah, I feel like it's the perfect um, sort of way to, to end Pride Month here on the Cosmic Force and just... Uh, celebrating this moment because this was a huge moment for inclusion in in Star Wars and specifically comics. So, moment of shame here. Doctor Aphra Volume One is on our Foundation of Five. That's all I've read of the 2017 run. So, <gasps> seeing this, I was like, oh, 
that's not where I left them. They were definitely not, <laughs> they were definitely not uh, this friendly with each other when I left them. Enemies to lovers. <laughs> it's a great trope for a reason. So yes, yes. I I am I am working on getting caught up but, on the main on the mainline run, um, and I will I will I will Doctor Afra is has shot up into my my the next book that I'm going to be reading after mm-hmm. after I get caught up. So. Yeah. Good. So a little bit of a spoiler alert there, but I kind of knew that. I've had we kind of talked about it in our, in our in the Discord channel before. Um, but yeah, that's so I know what I now know. What to be I'm, fair, to be fair, it was marked with a spoiler tag it, in Discord it, though. It, so it I was I was really was. proud of that. It I was like, wow. Was. Thank you. So yeah. good. Good on you. Yeah. Yes, thank absolutely. You. So again, thank you, Obi Wan, but thank you to everyone else who submitted art. You know, do yes. it again next week so we can uh, feature you on episode uh, sixty-two. All right, let's talk about Absolutely. what we're reading this week. Emma, you have been stuck in a very, very thick book recently. Uh, why don't you tell us what, what what little you can about this book? Yeah, sure thing. So, Shadow of the Sith, it came out yesterday. And, um, yeah, I'm about 50% through. Um, however, you might be thinking, like, oh, it came out yesterday. She's already 50% through. No, this is a very large book it's like almost 500 pages um i happened to uh have a slow night at work so i was able to read a bit and uh you know night shift at a 24 7 store is like yeah you're gonna have some free time (laughs) so anyways um i am loving it so far i mean my goodness you guys especially as comics fans uh, or as a comics fan that reads the books as well, this has been very rewarding. Um, hint, hint, Greg Pack, I guess. I've, I've heard <laughs> like, those of us who are Ochi fans will be uh, will very much enjoy this book. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I think uh, Adam Christopher certainly did his research um, with the Vader twenty twenty run, and uh, it shows. And I even. Uh, I messaged Eric because he's already read it for the review. I said, this is like the most comics references ever in a book. And I am oh. here for it. <laughs> like, or, or at least that I could tell. I mean, there might have been like some Legends ones, but we all know that I don't know a whole lot about that, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is fine. But yeah, I mean, I'm seriously enjoying it and highly recommend it to anyone that has enjoyed the Vader run. Um, even if you don't read the books, I think you would highly, highly enjoy this. Anybody that likes the sequel trilogy, uh, this is more content that we're getting from the sequel trilogy. Finally, everybody knows that it's my favorite trilogy, and it just feels so good to be getting some more content from it. There was, let me see if I can pull it up. I was actually, I think IGN had an article. That's yes, I haven't read it because I didn't want to spoil it. But it said, "How Star Wars: Shadow of the Sith, Shadow of the Sith, strengthens the rise of Skywalker three years later." Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I would agree with that statement. Yeah, very much. I'm, I'm, so far, I'm happy to hear that, and and I'm I'm, it's 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 taunting me over there. Uh, when we get down down to what yeah. I'm reading recently, I'll, I'll I'll tell you why I haven't gotten into it yet. But it's 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 over there, staring at me hauntingly. So. All right. Yeah, and and real quick, I want to shout out my cousin Hannah. She's watching the stream. <laughs> Say hi, Ivy. All right, Caleb, you have shout also out. been busy reading this week. What are what are, what are you getting into? Um. So, fans of the show know that I some I I like to take you know breaks. I like to separate things out. So I'm in a non Star Wars kick. I'm going back to some old classic sci fi. This one is a weird one. This one I I've just started Ubik by Philip K. Dick. Most famous for his novel do androids dream of electric sheep which was turned into blade runner but anyway ubik is probably apparently his most uh renowned work and boy is it weird (laughs) it was like published in 69 i think it was and it's essentially about or 79 it's essentially about um a a future u.s where like psychics and anti-psychics are like you know agents of businesses it's that that makes it sound pretty dry, but it's like incredibly trippy. It gives me a little like very. It's almost Minority Report sort of vibes. Kind of, but it's more like as weird as it sounds. It's more Lovecraftian ancient horror. There's okay. some wild stuff going on mm. here, like you know, like reality bending around you at the like at the moment, like uh, you know, every time 
Gupta character reaches for a pack of cigarettes, like, all of his cigarettes are instantly expired. What? And that's, that sounds weird, but, like, literally, like, reality is bending around these people. It's it's crazy. I have no idea where it's going, but I'm enjoying to ride a lot. All right. So, that's, I, 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 I always I, love hearing your interesting yeah, I, I agree. Like, <laughs> I haven't gotten caught up. I'm still getting caught up on, on canon. Um, so I don't have the opportunity to read. Mm-hmm. So I, I live vicariously through your non-Star Wars reading. So I love hearing all of all of the, 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 the books that you're reading. Um, I have been extremely busy in my personal time the last couple of weeks. I've had some some family stuff going on. That's some medical stuff that's going on. My brother got married this past week. So I haven't had a chance to read much of anything. And I kind of changed all that as of like Sunday night. I had a stack and I actually ended up counting them. I had 17 comics sitting here on my on my desk. Those are all knocked out. Those are not all Star Wars. Those include wow. those include the new Amazing Spider-Man, a couple of Batman ones in there. Um, Justice League is in there. Um, so 17 comics is done. Um, I finished Scourge as of like a half hour, uh, about an hour ago now. Uh, so that is book number five in my race to the finish. Uh, I am tr- Count it, I am trying my best to catch up to Jared. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to, and that is why I'm a little intimidated to start uh, Shadow of the Sith, because that is a big book, <laughs> and that is a lot of time yeah. that is going to take for me to, uh, to do that. Uh, and then... Uh, I was able to knock out yesterday the Princess Diarist on an audiobook. I was able to listen to that while I was working yesterday. So yeah, all oh, and then also as I said, I'm I'm trying to get back through the twenty the 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 last run of the main of mainline. So I just finished Last Flight of the Harbinger. Um, all that since since Sunday. So I've been wow. I've been I've been busy with my reading, trying to get caught up on things. Uh, so that I can I can get caught up on my comics, get caught up on my backlog of comics, get caught up on my backlog of legend stuff, uh, and read read all of that. So it's been it's been busy. That's um that's that's a lot. It's, I'm impressed. I, I, I am <laughs> impressed. Say, I am impressed. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like all that like non reading has built up. So like when you finally get a chance, it's uh it's it's like a a well that is overflowing. Well, I mean, there's no, there's no Kenobi. Like, so I, there, I didn't have, I didn't watch that today. Um, mm. I, I'm caught up on the boys, so I'm not, I don't, I don't have to watch that. I, I miss Marvel's great, but I just, I haven't gotten around to watching that. I haven't like, like I've been spending all of my free time uh, reading. So it's, it's, it's been nice. I, I go through these phases. That sounds so nice. I'm very jealous. I go through <laughs> these phases where I just dive into reading for like a week or two and then I come up for air. And then before I know it, I'll have another stack of 20 books sitting here on my desk. Mm-hmm. So you're a binge reader. I, yes, I am not, not always a good thing. So, all right. Um, Emma, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for a minute because you have something that you want to say on be, uh, on on our behalf on the on on the Cosmic Force mm-hmm. behalf. Um, but we figured that you are were the best person for this. Uh, you well, let me let me rephrase that. You asked to do this, and we agreed with you that you were are are the best voice for this. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a uh, a, a chance here to kind of kind of make talk about. Uh, some of the things that have been going on in the non-Star Wars world for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Um, I just wanted to take a quick moment to kind of like acknowledge all of the pain and, and hurt that's been happening here in the United States in the last week. Uh, a lot has changed since we've last um, had a show. Uh, and I just wanted to say that, um, you know, as a woman, I, I want to use even my very small uh, platform to just say that I hear you and I see you and I I I hurt with you and um and I want to speak for all of us here at the Cosmic Force um by saying we support women's rights and um we we want to just you know make sure that that is that is known that um, women have our support uh, especially in an industry like comics that um, hasn't always been friendly towards towards women I think it's important that we um, that we show our support um, for women and I also wanted to shout out uh, really quickly a fundraiser you know if you're looking for something to do to help take action um, I know sometimes these these decisions can feel make you feel helpless I, I certainly understand that. Um, if you're looking for something to, um, you know, get involved in, there is a fundraiser that Star Wars fans have put together. It's called What Choice, um, uh, with kind of like Jin Erso as the as the figurehead, which I think is a great choice. 
Um, and they're on Twitter at um, at what choice 22 and you can find out information about uh, what they do they have a GoFundMe um, and uh, yeah I just uh, you know thank you all for for listening and just know that you know we we are here for you we we hear you and um, you know we uh, we support we support women so thank you all for uh, for listening all right. Yes, as as we we said before that 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 is something that we as a, as a show feel and we and we support that uh, that statement. So we appreciate you uh, making that for us. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break, reset a little bit, and then when we come back, we are going to talk about uh, Greg Pak. So we'll be right back. All right, we are back, and tonight we're changing things up a little bit. We were we were literally just talking about this while while the 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 ad was running. It's been a little bit since we've done a writer spotlight. I know we've done a lot of artist spotlights mm-hmm. recently, but I think the last time we did a writers was Charles Soul or 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 have we done Charles and Kevin or did we just do Charles? I think it was just Charles. Okay. I think just Charles. We should do Kevin though. Oh, we absolutely we should already. do Kevin. I, I've yeah. got to double check. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, the tonight is our our focus on Greg Pak. Um, we all know him from his amazing run on uh, with Vader, but he's actually done uh, had a very long history in comics. Um, first off, he is a Korean American filmmaker and comic book writer. Um, and according to his and, and and all of these stats I'm about to to read off, I've gotten from his website gregpak.com. Um, he, according to his website, he's written nearly 600 comics since 2004, which wow. is a lot. Um, his best, he's probably best known for Planet Hulk, which, if you did not know, was actually inspired the Gladiator Hulk storyline in the Thor Ragnarok movie. Um, in addition to Planet Hulk, he's also written uh, World War Hulk and Totally Awesome Hulk. Um, and he's also been a part of some creator-owned titles, including Mech Cadet U, which was the winner of the 2018 Mike uh, Wieringo Spirit Award and is currently being adapted into an animated series for Netflix. Uh, and he's also been involved with Ronin Island. Uh, currently, his works include Firefly, Stranger Things, and, of course, the reason that you all are here tonight, Darth Vader, starting in 2020. So, Caleb, I'm going to go ahead, and while he has his most recently written Vader... That's not the only Star Wars uh, writing that he is uh, he has done over the years. Absolutely not. Uh, it's kind of wild that he hasn't been here for so for terribly long. His first uh, foyer, his first uh, attack here was in, in the Age of Rebellion, which is just in twenty nineteen. He did all eight issues, uh, outlined uh, some of the major and minor characters throughout the Rebellion era. You know, each one is kind of an anthology, so each one had their own like series there. Uh, that was in 2019. He ended uh, the in 2019 and the end of that year as well. The Star Wars 2015 run uh, from he took over starting issues uh, 68 to 75. Uh, that arc is the Rebels and Rogues, which is an amazing eight part. That's what for the spotlight I went back and reread it. And I'm like that that little eight episode uh, series is an amazing amazing uh, part. It's um it, it's kind of like a great capstone to that era of Star Wars comics. It has all the your favorite characters of Luke and Han and Leia and Chewbacca and C-3PO all being interactive and having some great character moments. So, uh, like, it's you can always read it by itself. It makes a great little uh, thing. I could gush about this for a while. But, um, you know, after he did that one, uh, he did a minor story in Empire Ascendant number one, which is the capstone to that whole uh, era. Uh, this one was called In Service to the Empire, about uh, death troopers leaving up, uh, living up to their own name. Uh, and then lastly was the Darth Vader 2020, the ongoing uh, run that's going on right now. So this is where we're pricing his most, uh, this will probably be his most iconic role, but it is currently his most iconic role. I hope he has significantly more, but we get to see uh, Vader dealing with his backstory as he goes back to his past to find out uh, what corrupted his son as he kind of goes back through uh, and he'll kind of relive some of the worst moments of his life. Yeah, his his yeah, Darth Vader absolutely. book is 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 amazing. Um, probably 
right there with some of these more featured, like the you know Crimson Rain and War of the War of the Bounty Hunters, my favorite so far. Um, and we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Um, but Emma, there are, are are some common themes that he has that, that that Greg uses throughout his his writing. So why don't you go ahead and t- give us a little little example of that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the most obvious one, at least from you know reading his his Vader run, um, is definitely the theme of people being haunted by their past. Obviously, that is like the theme of the Darth Vader <laughs> 2020 run, uh, but it's especially apparent in in the first uh, first volume, f- first two volumes or so, um, with the Amidalans. Obviously, we see. Um, Sabe return and and Ricole and <laughs> and uh, uh, all the other handmaidens and you know just seeing Vader kind of trying to like reconcile with with his feelings about Padme like I don't think he ever thought he was gonna have to think about that again and all of a sudden here he is and that's certainly you know part of his past haunting him. There are even. Let's see. Today was was issue what twenty four. Yes. So even in issue yes. twenty three, which I just read, there are some very um, minor but major callback characters in, in in that book for 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 yeah Vader slash Anakin. I won't spoil it for those of you who haven't read it, but I love it. I love how he does it, and it and it's not it's not cheap either. Like it's not just a name mm. to just bring it back. Like there was meaning behind. Sa- I mean, Sabe's been back. Yeah. Jesus. I think I- issue four, right? Yeah. It was very, very early. So we're talking a, a majority of the past 20 issues and it's never felt like, okay, can we kind of just get done with this and move right. on? I mean, it's, it's, she's always had a purpose. It, she's always had a purpose and, and, it, and she adds to the story and adds to Vader's. I mean, Vader's probably, I, I would argue Vader's probably most written, most used character that we've had. Uh, it, maybe if you want to include, if you want to include Luke, you know, if you're going into Legends. But Vader is arguably one of the top three most written about characters in the Star Wars universe. And I still want more because our writers yeah. like Greg Pak, who find unique ways to tell stories about him. Yeah, no, you are spot on there. And and even in uh in volume 2 and he goes back to Mustafar and he has like those crazy visions and just having to go back to the place where he lost most of his limbs and almost lost his life like just going back there that in and of itself brought up a whole lot of stuff for <laughs> Vader and and caused him to cause him to kind of, you know, go through some some crazy emotions. Exactly, like being in the room where he ended the Clone Wars, essentially by killing the uh, yeah. Separatist High Command, but then having to repair himself uh, based off of like their old technology and like reconnect with his old past of being a fringer and a scrounger and like literally rebuilding himself from the ground up. You know, that's that was a really fun and like engaging scene. Yeah, I I absolutely agree, and then um. And we do have a note here. It's it's been a while since I've read. Uh, what was that? Uh, volume twelve of like, Star Wars. Yeah, 15? that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And in that one, we see some of Leia's past catch up to her. Is that is that when um when she sees a vision of Maul? Is that it? No, that that's when okay, the, uh, okay. Dar- like her her old like high school boyfriend Dar Champion shows up. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that guy. How can you forget yes. that guy? <laughs> and, 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 and in case you're wondering, yes, everyone's like, wait, that can't be his real last name. That's that's a joking, that's a right? legendsy name right there. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that is like straight out of legends. <laughs> they, they they uh they they do lampshade it a couple times, but it's like it's not like it's a huge sort of a plot relevant sort of thing. But I just kept adding that sort of dynamic of you know Leia definitely had suitors when she was uh when she was a teenager, and you know seeing these people come back into her life and seeing how they influenced each other and you know what they're trying to do to live up to those idealized. Uh, you know, relations there's a lot of uh, fun that's to be taken from there yeah absolutely so another theme that we tend to to see in his works 
um, is diversity. One thing that I noticed, certainly, with... Um, I noticed it most when Sabe appeared in the Darth Vader 2020 series, is that like she had just as much of a stake in the story as Vader, um, even though she is way weaker than mm-hmm. Vader. Um, she has been in hiding for forever and has no connections anymore, basically. Um, but she was given just as much reverence as as Vader, and I really appreciated uh how he how he did that and continues to do that. Uh, I also think you could probably say the same thing about Ochi, even like, you know, he's an alien that people hated from the Rise of Skywalker, um, but he turned him into this character that we suddenly love and want to learn more about that is not easy to do it would have been easy for greg pock to just say okay this is vader series let's make it only about vader but he actually shares the spotlight around um and i i frankly i i love that about his writing it 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 keeps it interesting Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of diversity, Ochi has that great sort of thing. He's, 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 he's handicapped, you know, he's blind. So yeah. he feels in that little, uh, I, I, I think representation. Uh, there, there's a question later that, that, that I've, I'm, I'm kind of spoiling, but Ochi is, is my favorite character in the Darth Vader run because mm-hmm. of how he, he, he never, he fits every single situation. Like he's 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 a B-list. I mean, he's he's arguably the second most important character in 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 this current arc. But and he's always finding himself in different situations. But it always works. And I'm always wondering, what is he going to do next? What is he going to like? Because I mean, obviously, we know that 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 he gets he survives to a certain extent, and 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 with shadows of of, of the Sith coming out, uh, we know that there's that 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 he is going to somehow get out of this uh you know i i assume get out of this current situation with vader but i i am so intrigued as to what ochi's gonna do next and and i really really give give uh, greg a lot of credit for being able to take an afterthought of a character from you know from episode nine and and really give him a full backstory with and that has him be a very important character a very important compliment to the most important character in, in in the franchise. Yeah, I think that's very well said. Exactly. Like, he takes a lot of effort. Uh, well, efforts might not be the right thing, but throughout a lot of his works, you see a lot of women being portrayed as, like, important or powerful roles or, um, you know, someone who is, as I said, we often see Sabe and, and Vader, like, butting heads as almost as peers, even though, as we mentioned, there's a huge power gap between them like he like he is not afraid to have leia be a really important character in her own story so like his he he has a mind for that i think and it's definitely shows through in his work in a really great way like um like never once are you do you feel like oh boy he has to uh he's playing the uh the diversity card to uh be important but no every single time he does it it adds to the points it adds to the power and it's just really good yeah for sure um, I could say another theme of his work is um death, even though <laughs> even though i I also feel like that's like pretty inherent in something with Vader, I exactly. guess. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I, like when I was doing some notes, I'm like, is is this an actual theme that that he is exploring you know creatively in his Star Wars works, or is that just a byproduct of writing about Vader? You know, yeah. Well, that's a fascinating question. That honestly, I think is like, I think is worth exploring because, you know, when you when you write Vader, you're gonna have a lot of people dying. <laughs> it's what he does, and it's what he does best. Some might he say. does it very well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. He is not a. He, his diplomatic charm leaves lots to be desired. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, honestly, I've, I've, I always felt like most of the deaths that we see in the Vader 2020 run, I always felt like they had meaning and weren't just, you know, being done for like the shock effect or something like that. Exactly. Like one thing I will, I will always 
point to because I, I really like that moment is when the uh the forensic droid like is um this is a maybe a minor spoiler spoiler for uh, towards the end of volume uh, one there, when a forensic droid has finally like found the uh, recording of Polis Massa, and he's like, oh, you know, this uh, this uh, Padme uh, lady seems to care an awful lot for Obi-Wan, and then in the next page, like, instantly uh, Vader bisects him. And so, like, it's kind of a shock-out death, but you kind of knew the droid's lifespan was uh, limited since he was working for Vader, but that shows that Vader is still so touchy about, like, losing Padme and his jealousy towards Obi-Wan even after he's at this point he's killed Obi-Wan like two years ago like he knows that he has defeated Obi-Wan but he still feels that jealousy and that need to try to erase anything that could be uh seen as a weakness from there yeah I totally agree he has like he has a very quick temper with people even though like a lot of the deaths that we see are still important i think it's certainly a a mix of like you know whether it's on purpose or whether it's just a a byproduct that's what i think do you have any thoughts on this tyler well i like justin's comment in the chat where he says i love how he also writes the beginning of vader's redemption like not full on but the ability Mm. of that faint glimmer and i think yeah it's it's sort of connected to i i mean in dark lord of the sith we see that inner fight and we see there is a little bit of light in there, and at the end of the, the at the end of that little book and that that story, it's portrayed that it is crushed, and that the and 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 it was also shown in 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 um, Kenobi, you know, in that in that final discussion, you know, he you know, Vader says, "I have killed Anakin Skywalker. You didn't kill him. I did," but. And, and I and I think in that moment, I think that he does. But as he sees Salve, and as he is constantly brought back to all these other reminders of his past, like his son, like he right. has a child as Anakin. Right. I I think that there's, and it's done in such. I I love how I mean Justin says it's his redemption. I also like how he's a victim in this story from the emperor he is so emotionally abused by by the emperor consistently with all of the taunts mm-hmm. and all of the well you're not good enough or the, you know you're the tests the tests and it's just he's the i i i can't remember what what the uh what the poll was but he's like the number one villain in all of cinema in the history of cinema and yet we have and the greg writes him as a victim and it works and it and not only is it does it work but it works well and it adds to the story and the victimness feeds the anger which feeds the hatred which turns him into the an even bigger uh, you know villain and it just i I just that's i think the, the, the part that i the part of vader that i love love the most is that i feel sorry for the biggest movie villain of all time and it's it's a it takes a very talented writer to be able to do to to be able to do that yeah he makes you sympathize with vader which is like something that no one ever wants to do but he makes you do it and like but in a way that that makes you feel like okay about feeling sorry for him because you see that you know this wasn't all necessarily his choice or his fault he was very coerced into doing things he has a very abusive relationship with palpatine and the people around him i think we see that very well he feels a need to control everyone around him uh you know see his relationship with uh with ochi and you know i i think i think you walk away from the vader comics especially the first couple volumes and you say to yourself oh yeah, you know, I I, I kind of feel bad for that guy. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think he wants to be. I don't think he wants to be this person deep down. And obviously, I mean, obviously, we know that because we know how Return of the Jedi ended, right? But, but I think even without that knowledge, I think you can certainly see that he's tormented by his actions. You see the pa- you see the waves. You see mm-hmm. the moments of waves is a good way the, to describe the ma- it. moments of good that are that, and the Emperor sees it too because the Emperor is, is. I mean, and that's the other thing is. 
it it shows how amazing of a villain villain the emperor is that every single time there's a little little glimpse of light a little little moment of weakness the emperor knows exactly what to say to snap vader right back into 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 to line and have all of that evilness and all of that vengeance and power and hatred be used in a productive way you know, if, from from the point of view from from the emperor, that it's just exactly. and like I said, it's it, the the ability to write that and write it as well as he does is is phenomenal. Like the emperor has to know that Vader is his biggest threat. Sure. Yeah. But he's yeah, smart so enough. Like, I mean, he's been, you know, and, and that's that's. I mean, I love the novels and the, but you see all of that manipulation and. You know, the emperor's on, you know, not not just two steps ahead of you. The emperor's like seventeen steps ahead of you, and 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 it just it adds it adds to these characters that we've seen so many times. And and the the, the fact that that he that they were able to write an Exegol storyline in that felt like it fit post Empire Strikes Back. You're talking thirty five years, right? 35 years yeah. in between this story in, in between episode the end of episode five and in the beginning of episode nine and it still fits and it's just like that 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 takes a lot of of, of dedication and skill and the creative team that that, that 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 works on this book is is just excellent um Caleb you I know that you have a couple of general discussion questions exactly. here so let me turn the floor over to you yeah. and and you can can present us with some of these questions. Exactly. So, you know, we kind of have to feed off that sort of uh, theme here. Uh, you know, he's created a lot of, uh, you know, new characters. He's, he's remixed a couple of uh, old characters that we haven't seen in a long time. Let's take a moment and talk about this. Um, let's start with the, kind of the, the weaker of these two. Which of your is your favorite brand new character he has created for the Star Wars universe? Do you have one in particular that stands out that you want to talk about? I mean... Does Ochi count? Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> that, like, I was, like, I was thinking the that, only like, answer oh, yeah. to this question think, is Ochi. So, yeah, <laughs> like I feel like that's fudging the line, but at the same time, like we literally the only thing we knew about Ochi is he had a ship and a droid. Yes, and we saw, and and then he captured Ray, and we saw him for like ten seconds in the Rise of Skywalker. So, does that actually count as an established character? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's let, let's that's say up yes for, for now. But you know, do you have like I, Ochi is definitely like the most like the most fleshed out character that we have seen. He definitely had the biggest room for growth, for lack of a better term. Like, you know, he's definitely made not the most... He's not a fully original character, but I feel like it's kind of like those things when we talk about Quinlan Vos. Mm -hmm. You know, like, technically, yes, he was in one background scene in uh, episode one, but, like, there's a lot more to his character than that was been added on and created past that. So we can thank you, Ostrander and Jindersma for, Jindersma for his essentially creation and him being an actual person in the canon yeah okay so i i don't know if this counts because it's like a group but i really like it it's original or i think it's original the droid crush from like um oh yeah yeah y'all remember that it, the, it uh, started in yeah yeah um it started in like volume one or two and then it kind of got brought back in in i think crimson rain it was brought back maybe i think so yeah yeah i really like that idea like just um like a gang of bounty hunters that are you know ha hold animosity against ochi which always kind of confused me a little bit but i thought they were kind of zany and i liked it because <laughs> it i mean i think it 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 balanced well with um vader's stoic moodiness and Ochi's kind of like, well, Ochi's kind of zany too, I guess. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but I I thought I thought that those enemies were very good. Honestly, like this question when I was looking at the list of questions, this one was the hardest for me because yeah. I, I I personally find his work with uh you know previously created characters to be more intriguing to me just because I think he. He does a better job, I think, of building 
uh, of doing like character development than he does at like filling out characters and character building. And that is in no way like a a negative statement. I think I think it's harder to build upon previously established characters than it is to create your own in many ways because there's like expectations on that and we feel like we know them. So I I think I think what he does is is great. So this is a difficult question um for sure. <laughs> I will say and I'm and I'm of course Marvel Unlimited is not working for me so I can't go in and and see what the name of this character is. Um but the sort of shadow because we're we're still talking about, we're still talking about new characters, right? Yes. The I don't even know how to describe her. But she's on the cover of issue 14. Um but the sort of politician that is working behind the, the Umbrian. Yes, yes, thank you. Okay, okay. You know, I'm I was going to bring her up but in the next question, then oh, Sly Moore, Sly Moore, because she was in the background of a lot of uh, a Star Wars episode three. Uh, no, 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 I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Great, great. Yeah, no, even a, no, I agree. That doesn't for the count. purpose for, oh. for the purpose of this conversation. Greg Pot created Greg, Greg Pot created her. Yes, um, I I enjoyed I I I like smart villains and and I like villains who are are, are try try to. Beat you by outsmarting you, and and I and I loved this storyline. Um, and so if, if I can't say Ochi, which Ochi is the only is the only answer to this question, but if you're making me choose somebody yeah. else, uh, it would be her as, as as my favorite original character. And I'm giving I'm, and I'm and I'm yes, absolutely giving giving Pac credit for this for this character. Okay, okay. Caleb doesn't uh, like that. Caleb, what, I, is, what, would you, what would your answer be? Well, if only because I read it, it was uh, Warba. She's a uh, side character that hangs out oh, with Luke yeah. during the, uh, the uh, Ropes and Rebels. I really liked, she's kind of like a, uh, I, she's she's very kind of archetypical, kind of rogue type that, you know, is constantly trying to, uh, she's essentially the devil to Luke's, uh, you know, nice boys. Like, she's trying to convince him, yeah, you just use your force powers to rob the Empire. And then we'd live like kings for years. Like, you know, <clears throat> that lightsaber is really cool and very expensive. We could just sell that. <laughs> so I, I like that kind of dynamic. Of course, she comes around in the end and winds up saving the day. It's a really like, fun moment, but she's still out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of these uh, years we'll see her uh, come back in and be in our slight girlfriend to Luke before he breaks up with her. So, you know, that's my choice because that is a wholly original character he created. So, haha. There you go. That is uh, bravo, bravo. Thank You've, you, thank you. You found I, the I, answer. I, I'm the one who answered this question correctly. <laughs> well, I mean, you did write the question exactly, so. <laughs> and, and this was the hardest one. So yeah. let's let's move on to you know what old character that he brought back into the limelight have we enjoyed the most? Mm. I mean, again, well, I, th- I, mean, I think there's only one answer. We can't say Ochi. Tyler, we can't Tyler. say Ochi, we no, can't no, say no, Ochi no, for everything. No, this no, this doesn't count. There's a Sabe. Right. That that, that that's oh, the only good, answer. Good, that's good. the only answer. Okay, to this we all knew that's what I was gonna say. Um I was it's well, like it's it's like the best portrayal of Sabe outside of the Queen's trilogy. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say that, it like the reason why I have that kind of disclaimer there is because Sabe has I mean, that's like basically her trilogy in a lot of ways. Um and it's hard to it's hard to compare these are like apples and oranges it's just hard to compare it she has much more opportunity for character development because that is like pretty much her trilogy but in these comics i think just seeing her in a different time frame i think is really cool and seeing her kind of come into her own the only other times we've really seen sabe she's kind of been in in padme's shadow willingly most of the time and getting to see her kind of blossom on her own, I think, has been really special. And I think when it first happened, I think we all freaked out because it was just really cool to know that she survived and that she's trying to avenge you know, Padme's death and make sure that it was worth it and also try to figure out how she died. I thought that was a super interesting plot point like she's like whoa this is a little sus maybe we should figure out how she actually died yeah i thought that was really cool so i i really like her characterization 
And I like the amount of space that she's been given to to kind of develop alongside Vader because these two characters are like complete opposites and I think it's always fun to to see them play off of each other. I I think the Queen's trilogy gave Sabe an opportunity to be more than just a handmaiden, but you couple especially with um what's the third one? I'm awful at um uh, hope. hope. Queen's hope. You take Queen's hope and her character here in 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 this current run of Vader is the first time I could say, okay, I could get a I could get a Sabe led book. Between between those two, where Sabe is the lead character, not I mean because because even even in the Queen's trilogy, she's still uh, you know a second a second character behind Bale and Padme or Mon Mothma or Anakin, but especially especially with these last few issues of Vader, you could really use the end of Queen's Hope and say we're going to take we're, we're we're taking this, running it into the Vader comic, and it's going to be a book just about Sabe. And 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 I and I would read that. And and it would be like the the development that we have seen in this book stemming from I mean I guess it's technically started before uh the well no, I mean I guess the original Queens the part the original part of the Queen Shadow our our Queens trilogy was um written before this. Um but yeah, this this book really al- allowed her to be her own character more than just Padme's handmaid. I think it's also important to note too, um, E.K. Johnston and Greg Pak, they worked together um, on Vader and Queen's Hope, you know, because they were both writing them kind of simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So they kind of uh, took inspiration from each other's work, which I thought was super cool. And I could definitely tell, which is a good thing. But, but Caleb, it, it seems like. It sounded like you were going to have an answer to the contrary, so I'm interested to hear what that's all about. Well, uh, Sly Moore, you know, I, I was going to say Sly Moore. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, they'll definitely do pick Sabe, which is a correct answer, but I want to pick yeah. Sly Moore just to be, uh, you know, remind people that she was that technically in the movies first. But you fair know. no, that's that's a fair answer. That's a fair. It depends on. What your definition of original character is, and exactly. I think you and Tyler differ in your <laughs> definitions. We're not <laughs> like wrong. Tyler defines Ochi as an original character. You don't. Tyler defines Sly Moore as an original character, and you don't. And that's okay. Exactly. I'm I've decided to... to stay out of it completely. Oh god. Oh god. So we'll, we have a split thing, yo. Mostly yes. Tim is out. Was out today, so we have a uh, a. a it's just a, a free for all here, over here. Yeah. Apparently, Tim, we need you back. <laughs> all right. So, um, that was you know he's definitely brought a lot of life into this uh, into this universe. I really do love it when a when a writer takes an old character and breathes new life, new interest into them. That's one of the things we love about the extended universe is seeing old like side characters or minor characters blown up into like epic proportions, like they'll. You know, the most classic example is the writing of Wilbro Hood, you know, the uh, the ice cream man from Cloud City. Like, you know, we have, like, back in the old canon, the, um, the stormtrooper who said, look, Sir Droids, it's like 18 pages of, like, backstory on Wikipedia. <laughs> like, that's what we love about the extended universe, is seeing yeah. small thing parts blown up to these epic, you know, galaxy-spanning, you know, uh, traditions and stories. So, speaking of galaxy-spanning traditions and stories, we know that the Vader arc is going to end eventually with if it leads directly into the movie with his death here. So, it'll be kind of hard to give Pac, you know, if after that one writes up, more Vader to do. I still hope he sticks around in the Star Wars universe with the Marvel series. What would we like to see him do after Vader? Mm, I had a very, like, quick... Uh thought uh when i read this this question and i was like wow he would be the perfect storyteller to start telling some some stories in the sequel trilogy era or some more stories i mean there's been like one um i i think that he would be perfect to write some comics to like fill in the gap between the last jedi and the rise of skywalker uh either that i mean i know like resistance reborn was really good with that um 
I think another time frame would be like after the rise of Skywalker. I think he would be really good with just because I think he shows all facets of characters very well. And I think, you know, once the first order and the final order go away and only Ray is left, it's like, what does that leave everybody with? I think everybody's going to kind of have some complex emotions. I feel like Greg does that very well. So I hope to see him do something with that. I think that's also kind of a selfish answer because I want to see that era written more about. So, but, but if I had to pick somebody to do it, um, he's high up on my list for sure. So my knee jerk reaction to this based off of the fact that we were talking about what his common themes are and, you know, haunted by their past and everything. I originally thought, well, Leia is probably the, be- the, 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 the best character to give that sort of look back in, in revisiting the past or having the past come back, come, come back to you. But I'm now going to be, I, I liked your answer so much, uh, Emma, that I know we technically have bloodline, but mm-hmm. I would love, let's, let's go Leia in episode nine at, after Ray has left the, 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 the planet we know how that ends we know that she uses the force to reach out to ben that's right there that story right there that leads to her 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 ultimate you know becoming one with the force and having her revisit her past uh that way i would love a love sequel that. trilogy leia story about revisiting her past and then have it really if 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 i have to hone it in even further the her right before her deathbed right before she Dude, saves ben this is brilliant <laughs> you could use that as like the frame story like i mean i, like I mean how... that's that, that's what the new yoda book is going to be that's what the obi wan book is yeah, going to that's, that's what, what the obi wan book that's is exactly what like I was that's say. that's use it as the frame yes. story so oh my that's goodness. my that, 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 that that's my choice <laughs> i want to change my answer now <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds awesome yeah like my pick i think uh, this is definitely influenced because I just read his work with the Star Wars mainline. I would like to see after this ends him to kind of pick up the mainline again and kind of do some more stuff with our big like main characters with like Luke and Lando and Han and Chewie and Leia and as they like after the Empire has been defeated and like seen like that that chaos up there. That's a very that's a very full section in Legends. Like Legends content is chock a block full of like that first like from like that first like hour to like the next year out is there's so much content in that uh space there in legends but uh not quite as much of it here in canon so i'd like to see some more of that explored with like our characters some of our favorite characters i, I like i'd like to see luke and our blando and, and han together again in the falcon just yeah you know, doing adventures together I, that i would like to see the two of them together so that that's what i would like to see him uh take over and do some work there i said maybe i said it, it'll be tough because i also love you know soul when he works with lando but you know more characters that we can work with like whoever wants to do it that's what i want yeah that sounds great that's almost like it'd be it'd be cool to see like aftermath era mm-hmm. uh you know kind of like in between six and seven, you know, Ben is a baby, and we've got Uncle Wanwo, and <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. That era has always interested me a lot. Um, in the aftermath era, because I mean, we don't have a whole lot of, you know, like Han and Lando and Leia. You know, the legacy characters. We don't have a whole lot of them in not, that era. We have anymore. a lot of original characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think that would be an interesting era to go back and explore with the legacy characters because, you know, like I said, I mean, we've got Mando, which is set in that time. Uh, the Aftermath books focus mainly on on original characters. I think that would be an interesting way to kind of go back and look at it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so last question here. Um, this is going to be a really, like, esoteric one, but uh, in just your rough opinion, which artist meshed 
best with what you uh, saw Greg Pak writing here? Like, you know, he's worked with a bunch of different artists. All of them have been amazing. Did you have any one particular artist that standed out and you wanted to see more of? Did you, or is there, like, someone that he hasn't worked with yet that you do want to see him work with and see him uh, branch out and work with other uh, talent out there? Interesting. So I definitely think his work with Raphael Yanko yeah. meshed the best for me. I think I like the way he draw he he drew Vader. Um, I feel like they kind of work together on like what's Vader's body language gonna be like here. Like it it felt very in sync with what the story was was doing at the time. Um, with how Vader was standing or holding himself and things like that. Um, so I very much liked that. If there was an artist though, uh, that I would want to see him work with, who. Was it Phil Noto that did the, um, the Star Wars twenty fifteen? He was on. Yes, he did. He worked oh, with okay. Noto. And that okay. is definitely my pick because like Noto does great cover work, but I I love his interior art as well. He did yeah. great work with the uh, early uh, Poe series, and that that cap capstone was so good. Like I really liked how their stories were together, and that kind of soft lighting, the way the story was going, that was great. I mean, my answer again. I'm I'm still getting caught up on the Star Wars mainline. Um, I did love the the Age of Rebellion, um, so that was a good. That I mean, I mean, that's always always a nice pick. That's the best Age of series that I've read. But I, I gotta go yeah. with Emma. Is 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 him and Iyanko work so well um, with all of these characters, especially Vader. That you know. It, that's the, for me is it's it's that's that's the obvious answer absolutely uh here in the comics justin uh is justin leonard kirk who did a lot of work with age of resistance and uh, mm-hmm. a couple of our works i think i could see that happen that could be a that would be a fun one there yeah uh yeah so as i said as long as the like marvel's been really getting a lot of great artists these last like um like this last uh, current runs here, like since twenty, like you know, since the uh, twenty nineteen twenty eighteen, I can't think of a single artist that has been bad or put in right. some part work. So, right. like they've, they, I'm glad that they're investing in I, I, artists and investing in the talent. I mean, if it, to answer the second part of your question, who would I love to see team have him team up with? You know, when we talked with Ario, Ario Anandito had mentioned yeah. some, some, you know, how he loved horror. I would. I mean, Ooh. Vader bleeds horror, so to mm-hmm. really allow Ario the opportunity to use to to portray Vader in a much more horrific manner, I don't want. I don't want to see that in a like permanent book. But <laughs> give me a mini series. Give me a five issue miniseries with oh with that. That's like that would be would be some really good good content. That is a good answer, and I think I would share the answer. As I was starting to say, and the person that I would like to see him with, I like totally blanked. I was like, I don't know. I like I like Raphael, but I agree. Ario and him, I think, would, would work really well. It, it seems like Ario works well with anyone, to be honest. <laughs> like, he's just, I mean, he's just that kind of guy, but um, I, I think you're right. Uh, a horror series... A little mini series, just a little taste of that. I think that would be perfect. Exactly. So, no, I'm, as I said, I'm happy with all of his work he's put out. And I think he's going to uh, continue knocking out a park of all these great artists. So, yeah, uh, that was perfect. All right. Well, Greg Pak, I mean, his, his, his time in the Star Wars universe has, has, has been short, um, but it has been impactful. Um, I, yes. I I would love for him to continue to work in this in, in our universe, uh, and present. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would love our you know the Star Wars universe's war you know World War Hulk or or or, or some or some of that, uh, Planet Hulk. I I love that sort of impact, um, because those are two very mm-hmm. very powerful pieces or or arcs for the Hulk character. So. For him, to, I would love for him to get, for for him to to get that opportunity to do something more. I mean, I, we all love him in, uh, for Vader, uh, but uh, to see him get the opportunity to work somewhere else, here's you know here's hoping in the future. So, 
All right, before we get out of here tonight, Emma, why don't you tell everybody what we have in store next week, uh, as well as uh, the, the our sister shows. Yeah, absolutely. So next week here on the Cosmic Force, we have a really exciting one. Um, it is going to be about Mandalorians in comics, um, which is super exciting. And I'm pretty sure when I was building the schedule this was supposed to be timed with the release of the mandalorian adaptation and then delays struck but we're doing it anyway uh and it's gonna be great um because there's there's plenty of of mando stuff especially in legends so we're gonna explore some of that um and and monday on the living force they don't have anything on the calendar but whatever it is i'm sure it's gonna be great um so definitely look out for that um, and then tomorrow, I realized I skipped Legends Look Back. How dare I? Because tomorrow I'm going to be on Legends Look Back, uh-huh. filling in, uh, filling in for Rick as producer. I'm very excited for this conversation. We are going to be talking about the best book covers in Legends, hmm. and we have already had some very interesting discussions um, when we were just like picking out like what images do we want to show. There was already a comment that I made. And I quote, wait, is this real? <laughs> so <laughs> definitely be, be uh, looking forward for, for that. That one's um, tomorrow. Uh, if you're watching this live, it's tomorrow at 930 Eastern. Um, if you're not watching this live, it's already happened. But definitely check it out because it, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, my co-producer here has been sleeping the entire time. Aww. I'm very disappointed <laughs> with the amount of work she's put in. But um she has been great. See, she is just oh, a sack wow. of potatoes. She She's like, she is out. But uh, anyways, this has been fun. And um, yeah, I hope we I hope we see more Greg Pak. I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about him. And I mean, I think we say this every time, but I just enjoy these spotlights because, um, you know, comics creators in general, they don't get enough, enough, uh, you know, attention. And I'm, I'm glad we get to shine the spotlight on them. Ha. <sighs> You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think this is as good a place as ever to to wrap up tonight's episode. So that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to all of our audio versions on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings, or you can follow the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags, Emma is at Irma Jedi 26, and Caleb is at Caleb Laminick. For reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the Expanded Universe, be sure to visit utini.com. We also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord, and you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini to start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Bellington, Elizabeth Cloutier, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Thank you again to... uh, Lost my place in my notes. Um... Thank you again to Emma, Caleb, and especially Ivy for hosting with me tonight. A special thank you to our listeners joining us live uh, for joining us in the chat. And a special thank you to our listeners wherever and whenever you are listening to our audio version. We truly appreciate you. We hope to see you back next week. But until then, may the Force be with you. 